and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober. Encouraging believers to stand on the word of God. And motivating believers to be truth dealers. With a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's Truth O'Clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. Where no matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. And of course, the truth is God's Word, and the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 Well, again, welcome back. Thank you for joining us on Truth Dealer Radio. I'm Brian Moonen. What is the truth about the Catholic Mass? This is a topic that is very near to me because I was raised as a Catholic and there was a lot I knew about the Mass and a lot that I did not know about the Mass growing up. Later on, after I was biblically saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, I came to know the truth about the Catholic Mass and that the Catholic Church is a false church. Now, if you're Catholic and you're listening to this, please don't shut me off, hear me out, and listen to why, because I'm going to be like a detective, and I'm going to show you from God's Word, which is to be our standard, where we get our wisdom and our knowledge about God, His will, His wishes, and the truth about God, and what pleases Him, and what the Lord Jesus Christ actually said that's in the Word of God. God cannot lie. God's Word is established in heaven forever. We are not to add to His Word. We are not to remove things away from His Word. And it's very, very important and urgent for the sake of your soul that you would listen and don't answer a matter before you hear it out, especially from God's Word. Proverbs 18.13 says, He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. So something is so important as the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the way of salvation really needs to be examined from the Bible. And I'm going to be sharing some information that Brother Richard Bennett has sent to me. He is a brother in Christ, and he used to be a Catholic priest for, I believe, 22 years. And then the Lord Jesus Christ saved his soul, opened his eyes, and showed him the truth from the Bible. And Richard was gloriously saved by grace. And that is the only way to be biblically saved and be born again. So what is the primary purpose of a Catholic Mass? Many Catholics may not understand that the official meaning of the Catholic Mass is to re-sacrifice Jesus Christ in what they call an unbloody manner, an unbloody sacrifice. Now, you may know or you may not know why this would be unbiblical, but first I just want to prove to you that that is what they teach, because many Catholics don't know that. The Catholics claim that Christ is immolated in the Mass. And the word immolated means to kill and offer as a sacrifice. 
So this is from Vatican Council II documents. For the sacrifice of the Mass, our Lord is immolated when he begins to be present sacramentally as the spiritual food of the faithful under the appearances of bread and wine. It was for this purpose that Christ entrusted this sacrifice to the Catholic Church. Participation in the Lord's Supper is always communion with Christ, offering himself for us as a sacrifice to the Father. Vatican Council II, Document 9, page 102 through 103. And I want to thank Richard Bennett for forwarding that information to me. The Vatican documents are very lengthy, and I would say most Catholics are like I was, and you never read all of these documents. So again, they're saying that in the Mass, in this ceremony that they perform, which features a magical transformation of the host or the wafer, where Jesus Christ will transform into the wafer to be consumed, it is, it is literally, they are believing and teaching that it is literally a resacrificing of Jesus Christ to the Father. But the Holy Bible teaches something very different. You must understand. Hebrews 10, 10 through 12, clearly teaches this. It's talking about Jesus Christ. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. That is as clear as you can get. Jesus Christ offered himself once for all. It is finished. John 19.30 says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And then he rose from the dead on the third day in fulfillment of the scriptures. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He is alive. Jesus Christ sacrificed himself once for all. That's the true Jesus Christ. Not the false Christ that is present in the ritual that the Catholic Church claims is the Lord's Supper. We are finding out it's not. Now, if you're a Catholic or you know a Catholic that just sees it as a tradition and they think, well, I'm just going along with this. I don't really believe that part, but this is how I understand God. This is how I was raised and it's good enough for me. I'm happy this way. You know, I just want to let you know What about God? What if God's not happy that way? This is an abomination to God. And you need to examine your heart. You're putting your feelings and your upbringing above God and his truth and his word and above what Jesus Christ did for you. And if you're trusting in the Catholic Church and their false Christ and their mass and their false forgiveness of sins through the sacraments, which is works-based salvation, you are lost in darkness and you are headed for an eternity in hell. And I beg you to please repent and believe the gospel. We are only saved 
by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is of none of our works. It never could be and it never will be. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ had to die on the cross for your sins and my sins and the sins of the world. He was a righteous sacrifice. He is the Son of God. He is risen again and praise the Lord. He is available to you. You can pray and talk to him and and ask him to show you this. You can only be saved by faith in Christ. You have to put all your trust in him. He's a person, not a system, not something you do every week or three times a week, whether it's a Baptist church or a Catholic church or a Lutheran church building or any other place or street preaching or any other activity. Salvation is in Christ. He is God. He is a person. He is alive. He is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to the Father but by through Jesus Christ the Lord. And this ritual is an abomination, and I plan to expose it here. Now, I pray that you won't be offended, but many times the first thing that the truth does is offend it's like Jesus said, you are the salt of the world. You get a little piece of salt in your eye or in a wound. It's not the most pleasant thing at first. But salt has other properties. It can protect. It can preserve the light. It's going to come and shine through into the darkness and, and blast away the satanic lies of the Catholic Mass. Because they are lies. And I plan to expose the lies And I pray people will listen. If they don't, it's between them and God. So getting back to what I was saying, if you're a Catholic and you just see it as a tradition, it's just a remembrance. Well, I'm doing this ceremony because I'm remembering what Jesus did for me. Well, is that the way the Catholic Church teaches? No, actually they teach that if you just think it's a remembrance, you are cursed by the Catholic Church. So you lose there. Now, this is some more information I'm going to read from Richard Bennett. Again, he was a former Catholic priest. He knows all the doctrine, and he has exposed it for years in his ministry, Berean Beacon, bereanbeacon.org. And Richard sent me this. The present-day Catholic Church, which has officially ratified the Council of Trent, continues to curse all those who do not hold that her Mass is indeed a propitiatory sacrifice. Propitiate is defined as to appease one offended and render the offender favorable. Propitiate means to basically pay for. You paid for their sins with this act. Okay, Jesus Christ offered himself once for all, like we read in Hebrews chapter 10. He is the propitiation for our sins. It's a one-time event. He died on the cross. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. Praise God. That's the only sacrifice for sin that will be accepted by God the Father. It's the only worthy sacrifice. It's the only holy sacrifice. That's why Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. He was holy. He did not sin ever. Unlike us, the Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Romans 3.23. Now, in contrast, we'll get back to what the Catholic Church presently ratifies. This is their current teaching. If anyone says that the sacrifice of the Mass is one only of praise and thanksgiving, and that it is a mere commemoration of the sacrifice consummated on the cross, but not one of propitiation, or that it is of profit to him alone who receives, or that it ought not to be offered for the living and the dead, for sins, punishments, satisfactions, and other necessities, let them be anathema. Council of Trent, Session 22, September 17, 1562, Canon 3. Let them be anathema. Anathema means cursed, damned, to hell. That's false doctrine. That is false doctrine. It's an abomination to the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, you can't offer any sins or prayers or thoughts or positive vibes to the dead. Once someone is dead, they go to the judgment. There is no in-between. You go to heaven or you go to hell. Period. Hebrews 9.27 And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. That is what the Bible teaches. That is what Jesus teaches. That is not what the Catholic Church teaches. See the pattern? Oh, by the way, they charge money for prayers and mass for the dead. So when your loved one dies and you feel bad, you can pay some cash, cha-ching, and they'll say some mass and they'll say some prayers and they'll do some ceremonies and light some candles. That is of no benefit to your dead relative. They're either in hell because they rejected the true gospel or they're in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. They're in another dimension. They're out of this world. And their body is going to be raised and they're going to appear at the judgment. The judgment seat of Christ someday. Richard Bennett, the former Catholic priest, continues to write, The clarity of Christ's command stands diametrically opposed to all such teaching. Christ's words, take and eat, were addressed not to his Father in heaven, but rather to the apostles. He did not command them to, quote, offer and propitiate, but simply to take and eat. His sacrifice that followed was his and his alone, as the scripture declares, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrews 1.3. Praise God. So what does the Catholic Church teach about the communion, they call it, the, the wafer? When you go up to take the sacrament, they call it the communion, the white host. It's a little round white wafer in the wine. It's not merely a symbol of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. That is not what they teach. And if you think that, you're wrong. And if you don't think it's possible for you to be wrong, you have a problem with pride. And that's another sin that you need to have forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ. So step back and open your mind and your heart to the truth from God's word. The Catholic Church teaches that in the round white wafer called the host, it is contained the physical Christ, his soul and divinity. 
Do you understand that? They literally worship the host after they pretend to put Jesus in it. That's why everyone kneels in front of the altar. Everyone kneels while the priest holds it up after he says his magic words. This is explained by the Catholic Church as the transubstantiation of the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. The official teaching, Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1413, reads as follows. By the consecration, the transubstantiation of the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ is brought about. And they have body and blood capitalized. Under the consecrated species of bread and wine, Christ himself, living and glorious, is present in a true, real, and substantial manner, his body and his blood, with his soul and his divinity. So that is the official teaching of the Catholic Church about the wafer, the host, the communion, the sacrament that they worship during the Mass of the resacrificing of the Lord Jesus Christ in an unbloody manner. It is an abomination to God. And I pray if you're Catholic and you're listening to this that you will just take a minute, step back, and ask the Lord to continue showing you truth. This is Truth Dealer Radio. I'll be right back. If you have any questions about today's program, please write to Brian at kjvprepper.com. Visit kjvprepper.com for Christian apparel worn to warm. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. I'm glad you're listening. And if you do know some Catholics that may benefit from this teaching, I pray that you will share it with them. We're going to get right back into this now. We just got done speaking about the transubstantiation, where they change the cracker, the communion, the host, and the wine when they change that into what they call is actually Jesus Christ. And keep in mind that the Lord Jesus Christ warned his followers in Matthew 24, verse 24 through 26, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, Go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. It's so interesting. Behold, he is in this wafer. Behold, he is in this wine. Believe it not. Now we need to talk about why this is idolatry. I've had a lot of Catholics that accuse me of ignoring John 6.54. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Okay, that's true. Jesus Christ did say that. Without the context, you will destroy the meaning of any Bible verse. They themselves are ignoring the context which Jesus himself brought to bear on verse 54. In verse 63, just a few verses later, Jesus Christ said, It is the Spirit that quickeneth. Quickeneth means to make alive, to raise from the dead. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Okay, so you can't take a metaphor that Jesus spoke of. I am the bread of life come down from heaven. 
and make it into something that it's not, when his other words contradict that. It's like he said, I am the door. Well, we don't get some two by fours and build a door and say magic words and say that it's Jesus and then walk through the door every week. He is the word made flesh. He's the word of God. Are you reading your Bible every day? That's our spiritual food and drink. He is that spiritual rock. He is the word made flesh. Now, the Bible does teach us to have the Lord's Supper as a remembrance. That is what's taught in the Bible. But the Catholic Church says that you're cursed if you do that. Well, I'm sorry, but I believe God, not man. 1 Corinthians 11.24 And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. This do means this meal, this Passover feast, this gathering together with the body of Christ, other born-again Christians, other believers, breaking the bread, remembering the Lord's sacrifice, remembering that time, that dinner, that last supper. It's not a mystical ritual that does anything to save you. It's something that you do to remember the Lord because you are saved. It's just like baptism. Baptism does not guarantee anyone's salvation. Baptism is something that a person does out of obedience and love for God after they're born again. When they are saved, their sins are already forgiven. They go and they are baptized as a public profession of their faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. A little baby can't understand. They don't know what's going on when they're baptized. Then they go on with their life and they live a wicked life and they're, they're told they're going to go to heaven if they die because they got some water sprinkled on their head when they were little. That's wicked. That's an abomination to God because those poor people have been made a twice-fold child of the devil. They think that they're saved. They think they're safe. They're not. They're not forgiven. They don't have any repentance in their heart. They're blind spiritually. They're involved in all kinds of wickedness. And this is the reason why, because they don't have a new nature. They were not born again as a baby. Born again means from above by the Holy Spirit. John chapter 3, Jesus Christ told Nicodemus, a very religious man, Jesus told him, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. And when Jesus said, and that which is born of the Spirit, that's with a capital S, the Holy Spirit. You're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. All things are made new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's why when I was born again, I stopped drinking and doing drugs and being a whoremonger. Praise the Lord. I didn't do that. Jesus Christ did that. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not because I cleaned myself up or I grew up and grew out of it. No, get real. Satan's counterfeit path will always mock the Lord Jesus Christ and his final victory. And that's why he has so many religions with so many candles and pretty stained glass windows and robes and outfits and 
beads and all these little things that you can do, things that you do to earn your way or to to prove your way. No, the Bible teaches there's nothing that we can do. All our righteousness is as filthy rags. Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. And praise God that He offered up His only begotten Son. Because He's the only one that can pay for our sins. There's nothing we can do other than call out to Him in repentance and faith and ask Him to save our soul, and He will. He will turn away no one that calls unto Him. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 37. Jesus said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. But you have to call upon Him in truth. You can't just believe whatever about him and be like, well, I go along with Jesus, I believe in God. But if you don't know what the word of God says and who he is and the truth that is contained therein in the word, you're lost and you're in darkness. You don't know the true Jesus because a name is just a name. Let's face it. And we heard Jesus warn, there are many false Christs come into the world. And also... The Bible teaches that the devils themselves believe and even tremble, but they're lost and going to hell. They were there when God created the world. They know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. That's why when he confronted them, people were possessed with devils. And they said, we know who thou art, the Holy One of Israel. And he cast them out of people. They were there when he created the world. They believe in God. They know who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ completed the sacrifice for sin. It is finished. John 19.30, once again. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. It is finished. Paid in full. Okay? And we are saved by grace through faith, not by works. Acts 16.31-32. Okay, the jailer had Paul and there was an earthquake and the the doors opened up and he came and he fell down and and he repented and he asked them, how do I be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. They didn't say you need to come with us and do the sacraments. Romans 10.9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And the Bible teaches that if you're not born again, you're not saved, you are dead in trespasses and sins. You're like a zombie. They're like a walking dead. Your spirit is dead. You're not connected to God. You're dead in your sins. And that's why when people die, they go to hell. They have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ and his gospel, the true gospel, the gospel of grace. Ephesians 2, one And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. He's talking to people who are now saved, but before they were saved, they were what? They were dead in trespasses and sins. Sin is transgressing the law, God's law, the Ten Commandments. We have all broken the Ten Commandments. Some of them are, Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You know you've done those things. 
And later on in Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's all I can say. We're saved by grace through faith alone. There is no sacrament. There is no sacrifice for sin. Jesus Christ paid it all on the cross because he loves you. And you need to receive that. You need to walk away from these false religious systems and stop trusting in liars. These people, their fruit is wicked. The abuse and the greed and the corruption that goes on in the Catholic Church and many other denominations. But the Catholic Church is the whore of Babylon. They are described in the book of Revelation with the scarlet and the purple robes. It's in Revelation chapter 17. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a gold cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Catholic Church has killed many Christians over the years for trying to do things like translate the Bible into English. That's a fact of history. You need to look these things up. Now I'm going to leave some links in the description of this podcast to BereanBeacon.org, where Richard Bennett has many teachings. I also produced a few videos that are made specifically for warning Catholics about the Mass and what the Mass teaches. They're a little more detailed. The Lord led me to do this show, and I pray that you'll share it, and I pray that you will talk to God and ask Him He will answer you. This is the truth. It's straight out of his word. And I just want you to remember, there is no work that we can add to the work that Jesus Christ came and performed on the cross at Calvary. Jesus Christ came. He was born of a virgin. He split time in half. Okay, this new thing with um, before common era and after. Forget that. It's before Christ. B.C. stands for before Christ. He split time in half. He was born of a virgin. He became a man. He lived among us and lived a sinless life. He willingly went to the cross. His whole purpose was to go to the cross, to die for the sins of the world. Praise you, Jesus. He accomplished that. He was buried and he rose from the dead on the third day in fulfillment of the scriptures. And he is alive right now seated at the right hand of God. He will come back to judge the living and the dead. He is there making intercession for the saints. And if you want to know something about him, you can ask him. You can go to him in prayer. You can go to his word and read his word. Or you can write to a believer in Jesus Christ, someone who has had their life totally turned upside down for the better because of his power, his resurrection power. You can write to a a saved, born-again person like myself or talk to that neighbor that you know that's tried to tell you about the Lord. But I just plead with you, don't let this go another day. The Lord is dealing with you, convicting you in your spirit. 
This is the truth that you need. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to repent and believe the gospel. You need to be born again, or you will die in your sins. Thank you for listening. If you like this show, please share it. If you're led to help support this show, go to truthdealer-radio.com. There is a way to do that. And I thank you for listening. Please tune in again next time. God bless you. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening.